In this recording, we're going to discuss the very fascinating discussion around the issue of why we count Sfira Saomer every day, but when the Nida counts her seven clean days, she does not count every day, one, two, three, etc. So we'll see that there are two major approaches to this question, the Ramban and Tosvos, and then we'll talk about some practical halachic ramifications of the whole discussion. So the Rishonim ask a question, which is, when it comes to Sfira Saomer, the Torah tells us in Vayikra Chav Gimel Tesvav, Usfartem Lachem Shabbos, that you should count from the day after Pesach, you begin counting. And that was understood, as we all do, to mean that you count every single day, day one, day two, day three, day four. The problem is that there are two other times in the Torah when we find that same phrase used. First is when it comes to counting towards the Yovel, the 50th year, so you would count seven cycles of the seven-year Shemitah. And the Torah says, that you shall count seven cycles, seven times seven. And yet we don't find a mitzvah to count every year, year one, year two, year three. So why is there a difference between Sfira Saomer and counting towards the Yovel? Second, when the Torah describes the laws of Nida, which in the Torah is actually a zav or a zava, someone who sees an emission. It's a little different than how we do it nowadays, and that will become important later. But either way, when the Torah is describing the seven clean days, it says v'safar lo and v'safar la, that they have to count, and yet we don't find a halacha that the person has to count day one, day two, day three, when they're counting their clean days, they just have to know in their head how many days it's been. But it's different than Sfira Saomer where we actually have to count each day. So this was the question that the Rishonim were bothered by. Why is there a difference between the words Usfartem Lachem, which are used when it comes to Sfira Saomer, which are understood to mean that you should count every day explicitly, versus when it comes to Yovel and Azav or Azava, where the Torah uses the same phrase, and yet we don't say that they have to count out loud what day it is. So there's two major approaches to this, and within each approach we'll have a lot to discuss. The first is the Ramban in Vayikra Chav Gimel Tesvav's approach. He suggests that just because the same word is used in the Torah in different places does not necessarily mean that it has the same meaning or the same halachic implications. So he says that Usfartem Lachem, when it comes to Sfiras HaOmer, means that everyone should count every day on their own, but that's different than what it means when it comes to a Zava, the case of the Nida, we'll call it, where it just means that she has to watch herself carefully to make sure that she doesn't see any blood during those clean days. But it doesn't mean that you actually have to count each day numerically. It means more to guard the day rather than to count the day. And then the Ramban says that he's not sure what about the third case of Yovel, is that more like Sfira Saomer or more like Nida? Meaning, do you have to count each year of the Shemitah cycle towards the Yovel? Or do you just have to guard it? And he says he's not entirely sure. There is a Medrash which says, when it comes to Yovel, Usfarta Lecha Bibezdin, that it should be done in the Bezdin. So the Ramban says he's not sure if that is trying to tell us that the Beistin actually has to announce at the beginning of the year which year it is. It's year one, it's year two, it's year three. 
Or does that medrash also just mean that the Bezdin has to be careful to keep track of the years, but they don't have to announce which year it is with their mouths? So that's the Ramban's conclusion, that when it comes to Sfirah Omar, you have to count. When it comes to Nida, she does not have to count. And it's unclear what about the case of Yovel. Now, the Ramban's main contribution to this issue from a commentator standpoint is this idea that words can mean different things in different contexts, and that's why it's possible to differentiate between Sfirasa Omer and Nida. And this approach of the Ramban is even quoted in halachic sources, the Taz on the side of the Shulchan Aruch in the beginning of the laws of Sfirasa Omer and some in Tuf Peitas records the Ramban's idea to differentiate between Sfirasa Omer and Nida. Now, we still need to understand the logic of the Ramban's approach. It can't just be a haphazard, random coincidence where the word Safar means to actually count and where it means to mark or to watch. There has to be some logic by which we're able to determine what that word means in the context of each halacha. So here we find a number of different suggestions. The Sefer HaChinuch in Mitzvah Shin Lamed, he follows the Ramban's approach and he adds that this is part of the Mesorah of the Torah Shabal Peh. In other words, Chazal had a tradition of how to read the Torah and they knew that when it comes to Sfira Saomer, that word of counting means to actually count with your mouth. Whereas when it comes to the other cases of the same word Safar, counting being used, it means to watch or to mark what's going on, but it does not mean that you actually have to count. He says, The whole Torah is dependent on the Torah Shambal Peh and the tradition that came along with the written Torah. And as an example, he says we have the same situation when it comes to Zachar. There are times when the Torah uses the phrase to remember, like remember what Amalek did to you, or remember what happened to Miriam when she spoke Lashon Hara, or remember that you left Egypt. And in those cases, it means that you have to remember it with your mouth. You have to speak that sentence out. Other times, the Torah uses the word Zachar, and it just means keep it in mind, but you don't actually have to say it. So that would be a parallel example, just as the word Zachar can sometimes mean say it and sometimes mean keep it in mind, so to the word Safar, to count, sometimes means actually count, and sometimes it means watch what's going on or mark the passage of the days. That's the Chinuch's approach. The Radvaz in his Chuvis in Chelek Dalid, Simon 1102, he's discussing a different approach, but he mentions another difference between counting the Omer and the Nida counting, which would explain why we differentiate the meaning of Safar in those two different cases. And that is that the Omer is a mitzvah which has to be done. The Torah said you must count the Omer. There's no way out of it. As opposed to the Nida, which is really optional. If the woman wants to be together with her husband and to be purified from the nida, then she has to count those seven days. But if she doesn't care to become purified, so there's no mitzvah inherently to go ahead and count the seven clean days. So that would explain why when the Torah says count Sfira Saomer, it means literally you must count. As opposed to the Nida, where it can't be a directive, you must count, because there is no obligation to count. So therefore, we understand what the Torah to be saying, that if she wants to be purified, then she must go through the process 
process of the seven clean days, but it's not saying that she must count day one, day two, day three. So this idea that there's a difference between Sfiras Omer, which is an inherent mitzvah that must be done, versus Nida, which is an optional process to be purified, that would explain why there's a difference in our understanding of the word Safar in each context, and that would also help explain why the Yovel case should be more similar to Sfirasa Omer, like that possibility in the Ramban, because Yovel is a case where you do have to count, it's an obligation and a mitzvah to count each year towards the Yovel, so that's why it would make sense to say that the word Safar in that context is like Sfirasa Omer, that it must be counted. Now there's a third approach to make sense of the distinction between Sfiras Omer and Nida in the Meshachachma on Vayikrach of Gimel Tes Zayin. And as usual, he has a very creative approach to this. He says that when you're counting something, it means that each day is different than the day before it. That's the essence of counting, that one day progresses beyond the day before it. So when it comes to the counting of the Nida, each day is different than the preceding day because each day builds on the cleanliness of the day before. So you need to get to seven clean days. Having had a clean day followed by another clean day, the second one now progresses beyond the first one. Each day builds on the preceding days to add another clean day. So it's very clear that when the Torah says she should count the seven days of the Nida, that each day is developing further along in the counting, even without saying today's day one, today's day two. But when it comes to counting the Omer, what is the difference between one day and the day before it? What's the difference between day one or day 15 or day 30? So that's why Chazal said it must be that the word counting when it comes to Sfira Saomer means you actually identify what number day it is because that's what creates the difference between day one and day two and day three is the fact that you are identifying each day with a different number. So that would be another logical reason to differentiate between the counting of the Omer which has to be done with your mouth explicitly what number day it is as opposed to the seven clean days of the Nida, where each day is automatically progressing so long as it's still a clean day, and you don't need to say what number it is, that would still be considered counting. And the Meshechachma continues that based on this approach, you would have to count each year towards the Yovel. You'd have to identify what year it is, because again, similar to the counting the Omer, what's the difference between one year and the next? So you have to create the differentiation by identifying each each year with a specific number. Now, based on this, the Meshachachma adds a very brilliant and creative idea, which is the Torah says, Tisperu chamishim yom. You have to count 50 days. So many Rishonim were already bothered by what does it mean to count 50 days when Sfira Saomer is only 49 days? Why is the Torah saying that you have to count 50 days? So the Meshachachma says, based on his approach, you could say that the 50th day, which is Shavuos, is a day of counting, but you don't have to say which day it is because it's differentiated by the preceding 49 days because it's a Yom Tov. 
In other words, yes, it's true that you have to count 50 days, but it's also true that you only have to count 49 days because you only need to artificially differentiate the first 49 days by identifying them with which number day they are. Once you get to the 50th day, which is Shavuos, you no longer need to say today is day 50 because it's automatically differentiated because of the fact that it's a Yom Tov. And that's how you count the 50th day by celebrating Shavuos. So this is a very interesting idea based on his approach. But again, the key theme for the Meshachachma is that when we talk about counting, we have to see the context. If it's a situation where there's anyway something different about each day from the other ones, then you don't have to identify it with a number. But if there's no difference unless you give it a number, then you'd have to do that in order to differentiate each day from the other ones. So those are three approaches to explain the overall position of the Ramban, that the word safar, even though it's the same word, but it means different things in different contexts. And again, the conclusion of that would be that you do have to count Sfirasa Omer. You do not have to count Nida. And with regard to counting the Yovel year, the Ramban is not sure. Other Rishonim like the Rambam and the Chinuch say that you do have to count the Yovel year each year building up to the 50th year. Now, Tosos and Ksubis and Ayn Beis Ahmed Aleph asks the same question, and he has a totally different resolution and approach to this whole issue. He answers, You can only make a bracha when you count for Yovel. That Bezdin makes a bracha every year when they count the year towards Yovel. Because you can always count continuously. It's never going to get disrupted. And the same is true with Sfira Saomer. Every year you can count no matter what happens 49 days continuously. Aval Zava, but when it comes to the case of Nida, Shim Tira Tistar, if she counts the one, two, three, and then sees blood, then she cancels the whole counting and goes back to zero. So therefore, Einla Limnos, she should not even start counting because you never know if you're going to go straight. The Nida is dependent on the days being clean, but if she sees blood in the middle of it, then the whole counting would go back to zero and that counting would be invalid. As opposed to Yovel and Sfira Saomer, which are continuous, nothing could ever change them or affect that counting. So Tosos's key distinction here is that when it comes to Yovel and Omer, the counting is always continuous and that's why you're able to make a bracha because nothing will ever make it that the days you've counted so far were invalid. But when it comes to the Nida counting, since it's possible that she's going to have to cancel this counting and restart, it would not be appropriate to make a bracha on that counting because the bracha might turn out to be levatala in vain if it ends up being an invalid counting. So Tosus's primary concern seems to be with the bracha. He seems to be focused on why Anida should not make a bracha because it might be a bracha levatala, but he does not seem to offer a reason why she should not count. She should count because even if the counting turns out to be invalid, it doesn't matter. She'll just start over and continue counting from one however many times she needs to. There's no problem with restarting the counting over and over again, beginning with day one. So this was exactly how the Shalah read it. 
And in fact, he said that maybe Tosvos should read at the end, not Ein La Limnos, that the Nida shouldn't count, but rather Ein La Levarech, that she shouldn't make a bracha. But according to the Shalah, and this is a very big Chiddush Lehalacha, practically, the Shalah said that according to Tosvos, the Nida, who's counting her seven days, should identify each day by which day it is. Because Tosvos only offers us a reason why the Nida shouldn't make a bracha, as opposed to the Omer and the Yovel. But Tosvos does not say that a Nida should not count. So according to the Shalah's reading, Tosvos is saying that a Nida is the same as Omer and Yovel, in that they should all count with the number of what day or what year it is. The only difference is that when it comes to Omer and Yovel, you make a bracha because it's always going to be continuous as opposed to Anida who should not make a bracha. So according to the Shalah's reading of Tosvos, he disagrees with the Ramban on two points. First, the Ramban was unsure whether the Bezdin has to explicitly count each year of the 50 years leading up to Yovel. And Tosos is very clear that they do and they have to make a bracha. And second, the Ramban and the Sefer Achinoch were very clear that a nida does not need to count each day of the seven clean days. But according to Tosvos, the way the Shalah reads it, which is a very big Chiddush Lahalacha, a nida would have to count each of the days of her clean days, day one, day two, day three. And the Shalah himself says, that that's what he did in his house. He told his wife, that at nightfall, as it's becoming sunset towards the end of the day, today is day one of my clean days, and the next day today is day two of my clean days, and etc. the entire week. Now, the note of Yehuda was very unhappy with this uh, psak of the Shalah, and in Madura Tinyana of Yaradeya, Simen Kufchav Gimel and Simen Kufchav Dalid, he disagrees vehemently with the Shalah, and he says, Omer Ani Hagon HaKadosh Azelarov Kedushas Chasiduso, the Shalah, because of his great sanctity, Niskayimbo Ohev Mitzvos Lo Yisba Mitzvos, he fulfilled anyone that loves Mitzvos, there's never enough Mitzvos. So because of his sanctity, he wanted to just add more and more mitzvos and have all sorts of countings that are not necessary. Says the note of Yehuda that there is no halacha, there is no requirement to count the days of the nida. What about Tosvos, who seems to imply that the nida should count, she just shouldn't make a bracha? Tosvos' whole logic indicates that Nida is the same as Sfiras Omer, except that she can't make a bracha. So the note of Yehuda says that you have to understand that Tosus means something totally different than how the Shalah understood it. According to the note of Yehuda, Tosus means something along the lines of the Ramban. He's alluding to the Ramban's whole concept that the word Safar can mean different things depending on the context. And Tosos explains that the distinction between Omer and Nida is that when it comes to Sfiras Omer, it's always continuous. There's nothing you need to be careful of or watch out for. There's nothing external which might invalidate the counting. So when the Torah says Safar in the context of Sfiras Omer, it means to count the number of each day, to identify it as day one, as day two, as day three. But when it comes to Nida, 
where it could be invalidated if she sees blood, then she'll have to start all over. So in that context, the word safar does not mean identifying it by a number, but rather it means to watch and to guard the day. So according to the note of Yehuda's reading, tosos means exactly what the Ramban said, that there's a distinction between nida and omer, that nida needs watching, so we could understand the Torah's phrase of safar as watch, guard the day, make sure there's no blood, as opposed to Omer and Yovel, where there's nothing extra that needs to be done other than to count the day. So the word safar has to mean to count and identify each day by a specific number. So practically, the note of Yehuda says that even according to Tosvos, he agrees with the Ramban's idea that there's no need to count each day of the seven clean days of Nida. And then the note of Yehuda adds that even if the Shalah is correct in his reading of Tosvos, and Tosvos holds that there is a mitzvah to count the seven clean days each day, which number day it is, says the note of Yehuda, it still doesn't apply nowadays because there's a distinction between Zava and Nida. A Nida technically is able to go to the mikvah without seven clean days, Mida Orisa. As soon as seven days pass, from her first seeing blood, even if she saw blood that whole time, she could go to the mikvah on the eighth day. It's only a zava, which is a different category of tuma mida oraisa, that has to wait seven clean days. Nowadays, because we are concerned about confusion between the nida days and the zava days, so we treat everything with astringency and any woman who sees blood has to wait seven clean days. So by the time the woman goes to the mikvah nowadays, it's well after the seventh day from her becoming a nida. It's either the 11th or the 12th day, depending on Svartim or Ashkenazim. So says the note of Yehuda, there is no way for her to do this counting, even if she's supposed to. Because what days are you going to count? If you count the first seven days from when she becomes a nida, that won't take you to the mikvah day. So there's no point in counting those seven days, which won't lead to the mikvah. And if you're going to count the seven days before the mikvah day, those are just random seven days. Those are not the seven days that the Torah would have said to count. So even if on a theoretical level, the shalah is correct, that back in the days when there was a distinction between Nida and Zava, the Zava should have counted her seven clean days, but it would be impractical nowadays. So for that reason, the note of Yehuda says that none of this applies and you don't need to count the days of Nida at all. Now in the back of the new Mahon Yushalayim edition of the note of Yehuda, they quote at length that Rabbi Rucham official Perlo, in his commentary on the Sefer HaMitzvot of Rav Sadia Gon, he takes a lot of issue with the note of Yehuda. And he points out, first of all, and a number of other authors also raise this issue, they quote there, Vayomer Shalom and Sheikh Artov and Ayn Chanoch, that uh, if you look in the Rishonim from the tradition of the Tosvos, so the Das Zikainim, the Hadar Zikainim, Rabbeinu Bechaye and the Smag and the Chizkuni, all of these Rishonim quote Tosvos as saying that Anida should not make a bracha 
on her counting, but the clear implication is that she should count exactly the way the Shalah read it. So the note of Yehuda has a very nice interpretation of Tosvos, but it seems very clear in the Rishonim that are quoting Tosvos and even in some of the other versions of Tosvos themselves that Tosos intended like the Shalah, that Anida shouldn't make a bracha, but she should count. Now, there are other Rishonim who explicitly interpret Tosvos in the Nota Behuda's way, that there is no need to count. The Chidushe Anshe Sheim, in the beginning of Shavuos, quotes from the Maharam, and he concludes, that since there's no bracha, she doesn't need to count. And the Radvaz that we mentioned earlier, he also says that, that based on this very logic, she also doesn't need to count. On the other hand, they quote from the Sefer HaGuda that he wrote very clearly that a Zava should not make a bracha because she might see blood and invalidate her counting. And he ends, but she does have to count with her mouth. So it seems very clear that there is a machlokas rishonim within the position of Tosfos, whether or not the nida should count without a bracha or whether she doesn't have to count at all. That's the same machlok as, as between the Shalah and the Nodeb Yehuda. And we'll end this discussion with the viewpoint of one of the greatest modern poskim, Rav Moshe Feinstein, in the Igris Moshe, Yoredea Chelek Gimel, Simen Nun Hei Anaf Gimel. He discusses this debate between the Nodeb Yehuda and the Shalah. And the, he offers a creative reading of the Ramban. So far, all of the commentators we've looked at have assumed that the Ramban would hold that a woman does not need to count her seven clean days because that's explicitly what the Ramban writes, that the Vesafra law, when it comes to the Zava, means to watch it, not to count it. And the Nodib Yehuda even says that the Shalom must not have seen this Ramban, which goes explicitly against his position. So Rab Moshe says that it's possible to read the Ramban diametrically opposite from the Nodib Yehuda, that the Ramban too holds that a woman should count each day of her clean days. And this is based on a very creative reading of Rav Moshe. He says that originally the Ramban said that when it comes to Sfira Saomer, it says, Usfartem Lachem, in the plural, that you shall all count for yourselves. So the Ramban says if it's plural, it means everyone has to count, meaning they have to number each day. But when it comes to the Zav or the Zava, it says Vesafar Lo, Vesafar La, it says it in the singular that a person should count. So that means not that they should actually count each day, but that they should watch and make sure that there's no blood. So the Ramban's initial distinction was between the plural of Usfartem Lachem versus the singular of Vesafar Lo. Then the Ramban goes to Yovel, where it says, V'safarta lecha, you shall count for yourself. So that's singular. So based on the Ramban's logic, that should be a case where you do not need to count each number year because the phrase is singular like the Zav and the Zava. So you only need to watch what year it is, but you don't need to actually identify the year with a number. But then the Ramban says that in the Medrash it says, Bebezdin, that you have to do this in Bezdin. 
So the Ramban is not sure, does that mean that the Medrash disagrees with his whole distinction between plural and singular? And it holds that even when it says it in the singular, you still need to count each year with what number it is. And then says Rav Moshe that later the Ramban changed his mind and he agrees with the Rambam and the Chinuch that you do need to count each year of the Yovel. So at that point, the whole distinction falls apart because the Ramban's initial distinction was between plural and singular. And based on that, Yovel is like Zav and Zava. And now that it turns out that when it's Yovel, a singular, this Safarta Lecha, you still need to count which year it is according to the Medrash. So the whole distinction falls apart. And every time the word Safar count is used in the Torah, it would indicate that you actually have to identify what number it is. So this is Rav Moshe's very creative reading to defend the Shalaz approach, even according to the Ramban, that the Ramban's distinction between Nida and Sfira Saomer fell apart. And at this point, he holds that every time Safar is used, it means to count like the Shalah had said in Tosfos. So at the end of the day, there's a wide spectrum of opinions. You have the Nodib Yehuda who argues that even within Tosfos, certainly within the Ramban, you do not need to count any days of Nida. Uh, versus Rav Moshe on the other side of the spectrum who holds that even in the Ramban and certainly in Tosvos, you could say that you do need to count each day of the Shiva Nikiyim, of the seven clean days. And then we've seen positions in the middle who hold that the Ramban would hold you don't need to count and Tosvos would hold you do need to count. Now, practically, Reb Moshe rules that a nida would not need to count each day. And this is based on the fact that we don't find this halacha in any of the earlier poskim. Such a widespread omission cannot just be coincidence, says Reb Moshe. It must be like the note of Yehuda said, that there is no obligation for a nida to count. And you see clearly that in the note of Yehuda's times, the women were not counting. And the Pisrei Tshuva in Simen Kuf Tzadivav, Sifkat and Dalid, quotes the Maharam and the Radvaz that we said before, who explicitly say that a woman does not need to count each day of her nida days. And says, Rav Moshe, that's how we rule practically lahalacha. So that's some of the discussions surrounding this issue. We have the two major approaches of the Ramban and the Tosvos, and we've explained them from a number of different viewpoints. We have the practical machlokas between the Shalah and the Nodib Yehuda as to whether a Nida should count each day of her seven clean days. And we have the practical ruling from the Pischei Tshuva and Reb Moshe that a Nida is not required to identify each day of her seven clean days what number day it is. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.